Hello and good day, wonderful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you again. I hope that wherever you are on this wonderful planet, you are doing tremendous. And I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, prayers, positive intents, your way to you, your families, your friends, wishing you all the best. We've got an absolutely amazing episode of the show for you today. We have Robert Michael on, and we are talking about spiritual freedom, supreme law, and self-governance. This is a fantastic episode. We talk about Robert's journey into law, the spiritual walk of law, the Jesus story, the Council of Nicaea, uh, Emperor Justinian, the meaning of the state, uh, estate, the work of Alphonse Fagiolo, uh, corporate law, why we must remove fear, what fearless really means, Satan's claim, the power of prayer, developing your relationship with God, and so much more. This is a fantastic episode. We touch on a lot of law topics, but we talk about sovereignty and freedom and that mindset and that spiritual understanding. So this is a fantastic episode. And if you want to support this show, please leave a review in iTunes. Uh, share this episode far and wide. Become a member by donation at mattbelair.com because my Patreon is no longer. And so if you want to support the show financially, that would be wonderful if you head over to mattbelair.com. Um, but the best way to support this show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. And if you're a person who really wants to make a difference in this world, you want to get crystal clear and find your power for living your life purpose. Uh, you want to move from a job to a vocation and a calling, and you want to architect your life deliberately, learning how to um, you know, overcome fear, overcome self-sabotage, overcome imposter syndrome, and learn how to use all these tools for peak performance, spirituality, and the esoteric to architect your reality from the highest version of yourself, from the most authentic version of yourself. Check out mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. There's the Soul Company there, the one-on-one coaching, group coaching. And if you want to join our weekly coaching calls as my guest, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. I'd love to invite you to a call to see what it's about, to be around this like-minded community who really wants to make a difference and respond to these times in a very powerful way by finding who they are, by developing their connection with the creator and finding power in these times. Um, You can also check out the Quantum Heart Hypnosis audios that are very powerful for not only getting clear on your life direction, but um, overcoming fear and get developing unlimited courage, overcoming the imposter syndrome, overcoming these limiting beliefs and self-worth, and then also use that same tool as a to build your own meditation. So I took what I learned from sports performance and I created the foundation where you can literally make your own guided audios to architect your life deliberately using the power of visualization, of prayer, and manifestation. So check out the quantum heart hypnosis as well. It's a very powerful process. So that's it. Let's uh, come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in. Oh, and if you want us to find this show, find me on Telegram. That's where I'm posting most of my stuff because it's not censored. T.me forward slash Matt Belair. TikTok I'm on now because Instagram is crazy censored, but I am there as well. And so, yeah, enjoy the email to uh, stay directly connected. So there we have it. Uh, okay, so let's come into a, a state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just help what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, courage, empowerment, wholeness, coherence, and get ready to enjoy this incredible episode with Robert Michael. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matthew Belair. 
As you know, we are currently facing extreme censorship. So shares, reviews, uh, doing what you can to spread the word is incredibly helpful. You can also go to mattbelair.com where all the episodes are backed up and you can support the show by donation if you wish because they have also deleted Patreon. Um, and recently for uh, more fun, they just hacked my Instagram. So if you're following me on Instagram, just be mindful if you get some weird posts, our messages, they are not from me. Um, <laughs> but the best thing that you can do to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest worked as a carpenter and musician for the first half of his life and career until waking up to his true purpose and calling as a freedom and spiritual educator in 2009. The housing market crash resulted in his parents losing their home and business. This experience was the catalyst that led him down the deep rabbit hole to unwind the inner workings and operations of our governments, banking systems, and legal systems. Through years of intense research and application of law and history, he has proved and debunked conspiracy theories, assisted private individuals across a multitude of issues, and created a process for freedom that is predicated on peace, honor, dignity, and respect in all aspects of this secular illusion. Welcome to the show, Robert Michael. Hey, Matt. How's it going? I'm so glad to be back. Because we always have great conversations. <laughs> yeah, man. It's so good. Well, it's so great to have you here. Like, this is my show. We interviewed you, uh, myself and Beth Martins for the Law Summit, which you were on. And it was phenomenal. And a lot of people really enjoyed that interview. Um, then I got to interview you again for the event with Josh Del Sol. And finally, it's just me and you sitting across. And, uh, you know, you're so knowledgeable on so many things. So the first thing I'm going to say to the audience before I, I get you to share a little bit about your background, go to your website. You know, that you have so much. If you want to learn more about the law in any Anything in that capacity, your website and what you do is, is a phenomenal resource. And in this show, we're going to talk about some law stuff, but also some spirituality and things like that, because, you know, your knowledge is so important. And, and as we've discussed before, this is a spiritual battle, but this illusion and this law and this thing that they create in the matrix, that's basically harvesting our wealth and our time and creating a bunch of fear. You've decoded that as well. And so if you want to start going down that rabbit hole, it's pretty big, but you have phenomenal resources on your website, which is houseofmarcus.org. Yes, houseofmarcus.org, M-A-R-K-U-S, not C-U-S, uh, houseofmarcus.org. And um, we're trying to put, the information that we're trying to put on there is we're trying to kind of gear it towards what we're doing because there's so much out there, you know, and we want our people that come into, it's a private membership, and we want people to come into what's called the fellowship and educate themselves with what we're giving you, right? Because if I sit here and give you the answers all day, you're not really learning anything, you know? So we try to help people, even when people write in tickets and support tickets, we try to have support staff answer their question with a question and then lead them to their <laughs> own answer, right? You find the answer for, for yourself and we will guide you along the way if, if we feel that that's correct or not, right? That way you're learning. So this is really what, what House of Marcus is doing is teaching people to A, be completely spiritual and, and you know, have dignity and honor in their, in their living presence. And then also to take control of their legal person and then how they can set up organizations that are private and all based in the spirit. And, and which means it's outside the government's jurisdiction at that point. So that's essentially what we're geared towards. We're 
constantly adding web uh, content to the website. So, uh, you know, if you go there and it looks like there's not a whole lot just yet, there is, like Matthew said, there's a, there's a uh, great library there. Um, we have a community forum, which has been awesome. Everybody's chatting in the forum and helping each other. And it's just so awesome to see people coming together and using this knowledge to, to help each other. So it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we, man. We well, welcome everybody. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know, when I started to do the law summit, I didn't realize that law was a spiritual endeavor. It's one of the most spiritual endeavors I've ever undertaken. You know, in all the studies and different books and things that I've read, it's like, holy, this is uh, very fascinating. I had no idea. And so it's a journey. And I like what you said, you're teaching people how to fish. There's no one short answer. I was like, well, how do I, if I want to get out of a ticket or I want to do that, what's the one thing? It doesn't really work like that. It's the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to learn how to play chess, you need to have knowledge of the game and the pieces and the understanding. If you want to learn martial arts, um, you want to learn the craft of it and how you would apply that in real life. And so the way that you're doing, I think is powerful. And I'd love for you to share uh, a little bit. So we'll touch on some law and some practical stuff. And again, I'll put people to the choose free law summit your site so they can dive deeper on that because we're going to dig into it but um i'd love for you to share a little bit about your background um and then like let's get into some of the deeper stuff of you know how do we like the so the esoteric like what why is the bible the contract on the planet you know you've said that before and and all these guests they they would say the bible is a contract on the planet and so many of them have read it front to back and are quoting bible verses and that that was a shocker to me so um yeah so i'll let you uh take it from here and just give us a little bit about your background Sure. Yeah. So I never expected to be involved in any of this or have any passion for it at all. Um, you know, I, I dropped out of high school, got my GD, did like one and a half semesters of college, didn't like it. Um, I was a DF student for the most part, always in trouble, you know, partied a lot, had friends. We were wild. I mean, we grew up out in the rural area. We were pretty wild, you know. Um, and then once I hit 1920, I was like, oh, that lifestyle is not for me. I need to evolve. But I had to overcome a lot of traumas like most people do, right? I had to overcome, uh, you know, I had this notion that I was pretty stupid because I was a high school dropout. I did nothing but party and I had no career, no, no nothing like the rest of the world, like the normal world, right? So there was a lot of trauma there that I had to overcome. That's part of the spiritual walk that got me here, right? A lot of stuff, man, a lot of my own um, belief systems that had to be unwound. And there was no one going to do that for me, but me, right? So one step at a time, one trauma at a time, one emotional baggage at a time, I, I you know, kept just conquering and conquering and saying, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to heal. I'm going to do this. And, and I had some therapy here and there, but not years of it. Anyway, I healed a lot of stuff. And then right around 2008, <clears throat> When the election came uh, for Obama and stuff, I was like, oh, man, I, you know, I think I need to be involved. I just kept feeling this like you need to be involved in what's going on in the world around you. So I was probably about uh, 2008. I was, I don't know, 32, 33, something like that. And then right around 2009, so the, the housing market burst around 2006. Around 2009, my parents started losing their home. And I finally decided, yeah, I need to get involved. Like, what is going on here? Something's not right. And my parents are the hardest working, most honest people you'll ever meet. They've never done anybody any wrong. You know, they're just awesome people. And um, they were struggling and they were losing everything. And my mom said, no, I'm not, we're not going to deal with this. Like, there's a, 
there is a problem and I'm seeing stuff on the internet where I'm like, whoa, you know, the government creates a straw man, you know, they got this hidden account. They're using all these securities, you know? So my mom and dad start telling me this and I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like, no way. That's not, I disagree. And I can't believe you're doing this. And why are you not going back to work? What you, what's going on here? You know, and they had enough. So finally in about 2009, I started getting involved because I started researching what I did was I would see some stuff cited in whatever my mom was showing me, like a law or a congressional record or something. And I'd dive in and I'd be like, oh, shit, you know, that's interesting. That does say that. How does that work? Then I got involved in the common law and thought that that was the answer. Oh, the common law is the answer, you know? No, it wasn't the answer. Well, what is the answer? And then finally, about four years later in 2000, well, it was around 2012, maybe three and a half, four years later, I started getting into the ecclesiastic law. Why is, why is the ecclesiastic law so powerful? Why aren't churches bothered? You know, what's going on here? Like, how do they get away with stuff? Like, where's that law? And I'm a former recovering Catholic. So, you know, I, uh, I'm still trying to unwind a lot of that brainwashing, right? That was a lot of the trauma I had to overcome was because of those guys, you know, shame, guilt, all this stuff, which is complete moronic. That's not the way the Bible's interpreted at all. Um, so anyway, I started realizing that's where the power is. That's where the true power is because you're a divine being first. And, and the powers that be know that, but they have to capture that first, take it away from you and give you a graven image something else for you to focus on so you are completely disconnected then they give you their version of what the bible is saying so that you stay in that focus and you don't really go into actually what the bible is saying right which is saying don't believe any of these people stop doing that's what the bible is telling you stop listening to these people stop listening to these priests and pharisees and governments and rome stop stop doing it why do you keep doing it? Because you have no faith in what really is. You only have faith in what's in front of you in material. You don't have faith in what you can't see. And the minute you have faith in what you can't see, everything opens up because it's not about you. This whole experience is not about you. And you're just a traveler through this body and your energy continues to go on. So you got to stop believing in this material reality as some sort of security. It doesn't provide you any security. It provides the rulers security. The ones who are controlling you provides them all the security in the world. It doesn't provide you any. Right? You just think it does because they give you this, these little morsels of, oh, yeah, well, if you have Social Security and if you have a savings account for a rainy day and, you know, when you die, you won't have to get probated if you do this, that. It's all garbage because the superior law says, I don't need anything. I'm a man. I am a, you know, divine being. God gave me everything on this planet. And because of that, I cannot partake in the Roman system. So that's where I started. Uh, I got involved with a guy by the name of Jim McBride, uh, who passed the last year, bless his heart, um, who had been fighting the system since the 90s. And uh, he had a pretty long rap sheet for it. He kept going to jail, you know, fighting and fighting. Man had a great heart. You know, he just looked like a criminal on paper, but he was very intelligent, knew what he was doing and had the guts to stand up against the system. And he eventually took the trusteeship over the Vatican saying, no, 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 I'm the global trustee. And here's why, because I am Peter. I am the divine spirit incarnate and I am a man. And because of that, there is no Popa for me. There's no pop. There's no one over top of me. There's no Papa, right? I am the superior. And when he put that claim in, 
crazy shit started happening. I mean, intense, crazy stuff. So I came into this guy's reality and I started using his paperwork because I joined his membership at the time, just like House of Marcus is a membership. He had once private membership and uh, I joined it and I started using his paperwork and I was like, whoa, man, these courts were freaking out, man. They were like, oh my God, we had the Vatican symbol all over everything. And we were, you know, laying it out. And that's a whole deeper conversation. But what I was shown by that was, yes, you do have this authority and they know it. And they're scared to death of it, but you have to go about it a certain way in honor and dignity and claim it. Well, I had one piece. I had the spiritual part down. I didn't have the secular part, meaning the material world, right, the, the, of the earth. So they came and they arrested us to shut us down eventually. Um, but they didn't arrest us for anything we were doing with the Vatican. They didn't arrest us on any of that. They arrested us on some crazy charge that was completely fabricated that had nothing to do with what we were doing. So, because if they were to arrest us for what we were doing, they would let, it would lend truth to all of our followers that, oh yeah, they must be doing something powerful because, you know, they just took them out for doing it. Right. So they arrested us. It wasn't until after that arrest and those spiritual experiences that I went through that I started to realize, oh, the missing piece, I've got to take care of the legal person on the secular side, the commercial aspect, the economic aspect. That's how everybody is being in chains right now. That's why everyone is in chains. It's the economic part, right? And no one realizes it, right? So it starts at birth. So the whole experience for me from 2009 to 2013 was this big evolution in my own spirituality. And I'll tell you, if you want to get connected with spirit, spend some time in jail, right? Sit in there for a while <laughs> when you can't do anything, but ask for, you know, uh, for, for, for protection and for the blessing of, of just acceptance that you have nothing and you have no way out. You just have to accept. And that's a huge, huge. I mean, when I came out of that five month ordeal, man, whew, I was like, my whole life changed. And, and I never put a hammer on, by the way. That was the last time I swung a hammer as a carpenter. I never put a hammer on after that. Everything changed. And it wasn't like I tried. It was just God said, this is the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And you're just going to, we're going to support you in it. So this is all spiritual. It has nothing to do with the secular unless you believe in it, unless you believe that the secular has control over you, right? So it's like right now with, with a lot of people saying, oh, no, you know, these mandates don't apply to me. And then, well, if they didn't apply to you, why are you fighting them? Right. If they didn't apply to you. Why are you fighting them? You're admitting they apply to you if you fight them. It's not about fighting them. It's about when you know who you are and you've taken control of your legal person and your spiritual person and you make that declaration and you put them on notice everything starts to change. But you can't say that these mandates don't apply to me, and, uh, but I want to go use your store that you control under those mandates. Or I want to use your school that you control under those mandates. Or I want your food that you supply under those mandates. It's not going to happen. And that's the newsflash I have for everybody. Sorry, guys, it's not going to happen. They're going to destroy the system. They're going to do what they want with it because it's their system. The Bible tells us to come out of the system. Come out of her. Stop. Build your own. Now, granted, I know a lot of people are probably listening to this going, man, what are you crazy? How are you supposed to do that? We need to eat. We got a house. We got, I get all that. Thankfully, I've spent 13 years figuring that out. 
So what I'm saying is it's not an overnight transition. And yes, there are a lot of, of steps that people have to take in order to be able to utilize the system, but not be of it, right? Be in the world, but not of it. And the key with that is we own the system. The system could not be built without us because it's our credit that they're using to continue the system. When we are able to ascend this victim mentality of, oh, these mandates and lockdowns are just creating a hell for me, when we can ascend that and we can say, no, 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 I own the mandates and lockdown. I'm way up here now and they're down here. I own that. I created that, not you. How did I create it? With my labor, with my energy, with my belief, with everything that you guys take from me to create it for you because you, you're not real. And they're not. A government is not real. It's a fictional, it's a legal fiction. So if that government's not real, who makes it real? Me and you make it real, right? We need to stop giving that energy. You know, Jesus, this man called Jesus, which wasn't even his name, in, in my opinion, it was uh, Yeshua, um, that came along was saying, look, guys, stop playing the game. Stop playing the game. You, you know, you come from the father. The father is the oneness that of all that is. It's inside you. It's all around you. It's everywhere. You have that authority, but you keep lowering yourself to this other authority over here. And I'm going to prove it to you because I'm going to sacrifice myself and show you that right now. There's a whole lot of speculation as to how that exactly went down, you know, but regardless, let's just take the idea of this man sacrificing himself. He sacrificed his life to teach. He didn't sacrifice his life to save you, right? It's like, oh, Jesus is the savior. Where is he, <laughs> right? I don't feel I'm being saved, you know? That's the most ridiculous thing that they taught everybody. Jesus saves you. Now, he did create the way to save yourself and showed us the way out of Rome and Babylon and Egypt and all of that. Same thing with Abraham and all and, and Moses when they came out of Egypt, when Moses came out of Egypt. And they were showing us the same thing, right? So we have to come out of this, but we're the savior. There's nobody going to ride in on a white horse, right? Think about every movie they've ever, there's always a hero, there's always a hero. It's the same Jesus thing over and over again. Which is a bunch of bullshit. Ain't nobody coming to save us. Yeah, the savior one is a huge one for people to not take action, right? Because you're waiting somebody to do it for you. Um, but if you look at these spiritual teachings, you're supposed to be your own savior. The stronger that you are, you can take care of yourself and other people, right? right. And that's the whole idea. You're waiting for something to happen. And so it takes that accountability piece. And you sh you know, I'd, I'd love for you to rant forever. You, you shared so much to begin with. So I wanted to just kind of for people who are new to this, I don't know if this is possible, but you know, my understanding of this so far is God gave dominion to land, air, and water to man. We're spiritual beings. And what we've participated in this matrix illusionary system that actually has no power over us. But the number one thing they have is fear. It's like the wizard of Oz. It's so frightening. And you know, when you talk about going to jail, people are like, I don't want to go to jail. I'm not going to mess with this system. It's so frightening. But once you get that handle on it, it shouldn't uh, that process shouldn't be necessary as I understand it. Maybe that was just your process. For it, it was my process. Yeah. yeah. So I was wondering, it doesn't have to be anybody else's. 
Yeah. And I was wondering if you could kind of explain in short for the newbies, if it's even possible, like when you uncover the banking system and the legal system and the robes and all the, all the stuff, like, you know, the straw man, are you able to do that in some somewhat of a succinct manner? Cause I've heard it's like, you know, the mm -hmm. birth certificate is like a cattle, you know, brands like that's their ownership. Then it goes now to the IMF, but it actually goes to the, uh, the Vatican and that's how they create this person. That's not a living man or woman so any act or statute that you read never has the words man or woman so it actually doesn't apply to you it applies to a legal person which is this fictitious card it's like you've agreed to play this game it's like a poker game almost right you've agreed to play poker game with criminals and they're hey no you're holding this card you're playing the game so now that you're in this game we're going to come take all your shit <laughs> right but if you were a man or a woman under God, then you're like, this doesn't apply to me. And it's about understanding these jurisdictions and these contracts that we're either making consciously mm -hmm. or unconsciously. And now on the world stage, it's like Babel, we're getting Babylon 2.0. Right. Because in the Bible, it talks about, you know, get out of Babylon, get out of the participation system. So now if you want to be go to the grocery store, go to the school, you need two shots. So you're still participating and agreeing for those. And so I think essentially you're talking about these when you're talking about private membership, that's saying, hey, you know, I have no agreement with you. And that's why all the churches shut down because they want the government grants. They're not actually private, right? They're not no, actually they're not following private. the word of God. They, they nope. want the government handout. So they have to actually enclose. And that's why you don't know if the, you know, you have a different interpretation of the teaching, right? And they even say the 1611 King James Bible, that's the one the queen swears her oath on. And I got one and the words are totally different. Oh, they yeah. change the words, it's distorted. So I'm wondering if for like, for the newbies, if you can, and even for me, I'd love a refresher. How does this like system work? Like, what's the truth? Then when you understand it, as people like you said, you don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to do any of these. You don't have to pay, you know, you're being an honorable person. You live in like even more so honor and justice and integrity and goodness. But when the parasites come, and this is why it's satanic, because they're trying to deceive you to take your shit. Your totally. stuff, sorry. <laughs> it's yeah. frustrating. But when you understand it more and more as going through, they're actually deceiving you. And they have to be such pieces of crap that they know what they're doing to to harm you to incarcerate you over a technicality where you've done no harm and so right. well there are the so on that point before i answer that question um and explain to people you know keep in mind that not all of them do know right because what did jesus say forgive them for they know not what they do not all of them and we found this over the year because we used to say you know they know they know but what we actually have seen over the years is some of them only know little bits, but not all of them know everything or they half the time. They don't even know what you're talking about. They literally don't know what you're talking about because they're so used to policy and process and procedure. Right. That. Oh, we've heard about this. We better check with the superior. They have to go to someone else. And we actually found that most judges have to check with their bond company to make sure they're not going to you know, uh, put, put themselves in a position of liability before they move forward. So sometimes they'll leave the bench and people say, they're changing jurisdictions. I guarantee you they're on the phone with somebody higher than them going, dude, what do I do? Can, you know, if I injure this person, am I going to, you know, oh no, here's what you'd have to do. Like we've literally been told that, shown that, everything. That's what they're doing in the bad. They're not changing jurisdictions. They're going, what the hell? What do we do with this guy? He knows more than we do. Okay. So it really is a matter of they know not what they do. So let's back up and I want to uh, preload this uh, answer with how the system works to let's look at a brief bit of history from Rome. Rome were pagan worshipers, right? They had polytheism. They didn't have monotheism. They didn't worship one God. This guy, Jesus, comes along all of a sudden. He's like, no, there's one God. 
right? There's not many, there's one. So then what they did was, oh, well, shit, you know, after he's gone, there's so many believers now, we're losing our grip. So Constantine, just look up Constantine, that guy was a pagan. And all of a sudden, overnight, he turned Christian, right? That's odd. The guy's a lifelong pagan. All of a sudden, overnight, he, he turns Christian, right? Why? Then read further. Well, Constantine uh, formed the Nicene Council. What did the Nicene Council do? They took the Bible and they removed a bunch of books out of it. And they went, this is what we want people to believe, period, right? Very simple to see. I mean, you don't have to be a historical genius to look at the scholar to look at this. Now, now they start with the Bible. Constantine grants the Pope authority of Rome. And you can read it on Wikipedia. It's an alleged grant. They're saying that it, it was uh, fraudulent. But regardless, this happened. A couple of years later, maybe about 200 years later, you have Justinian. Justinian wrote, reorganized Rome, the law of Rome, into what's called corpus juris civilis, right? That means body of civil law. They took the ecclesiastic, they, they, they got the, the, the priests got the power of Rome in their hands. Several years later, now they created the civil law for everyone that they wanted to follow the law, their law. And we're still under that today. Everything's under the same corpus juris civilis. It's no different. Read corpus juris civilis and read today. It's all the same. So in doing so, how do you get a spiritual being to be part of that civil system when it's already been set in stone, no pun intended, by this man, Jesus, and by all of these people, believers that say, oh, no, 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 our authority comes from God. That law is here in this book and these teachings. So how do you what do you do with that? Well, there's only one way to do that, and that's to make uh, your own persons. Remember, Satan has to play God, but Satan doesn't have the creative ability that God does. God can create out of nothing by mere consciousness. Satan can't because Satan is created by God, just like the rest of us, right? That's why they say the number of the man, 666, right? Because it's another being under God, whether it's human or not, doesn't freaking matter. The point being is, he can't create a person that being called Satan or those, I believe it's a whole, you know, um, a whole, uh, uh, what's the word I'm like species of beings. Okay. It cannot create man. So how do they create their world then? Well, they create fictional men. They're called legal fictions. They're persons, right? So how do we do this? Okay. Very easily in my opinion, now that I've seen it so many years, you're born. And this is now finally answering your question. I know that was a long rant. No, I like, I like that. I like going right back to it. Cause it, cause it all, it say all roads lead to Rome, right? Like the pinnacle is the Vatican. Is it not like the, the, pinnacle, oh, yeah. and then those, yeah. So it's like your soul. And then there's all, get all weird stuff. Like maybe there's gold cause they're harvesting the resources of, of the labor of most of the world. Right. Yep. And then you die and you're, you know, Russell or, um, um, shoot, Justinian Deception's a great Romley J. Stewart or Romley Stewart. Have you ever seen his stuff? Mm -hmm. Where he talks about the ledgers, you know, and closing it out. And they say even now what they're doing is, you know, killing off the old people so they don't recognize it's their wealth. 
right? Sure. And then and then the next generation. So when you wake up to it, you can reclaim it in some sort of way, or you at least reclaim your your power and sovereignty. But each country and each place, you know, those generations that build it, you're entitled to that. Uh, God gave dominion to land, air, and water to man. Right? right. And then so then it's this deception where we gave it over. So please, please continue. So this is yeah. the birth you of have, the You have no title to that inheritance unless you claim that title to that inheritance. Right. So, yes. Yeah, so it gets right back to where we were that it, it Rome is still alive. It has never died. OK, it just went into the Roman Catholic Church. That's why they call it the hmm. Roman Catholic Church. And every denomination of religion. If you look throughout history that came about after the Nicene Council, if it wasn't in line with Rome's belief, right, the Roman Catholic, they killed you, right? That's when they went around and they did the great purging and they killed everybody. And they, you know, if you don't believe what we believe, we're going to kill you, you know. So just look at history and you can see how they built this. So now we're at the point where it's like, OK, we need to harvest their souls right from right from underneath their feet, right you're born and what do they do stamp his feet you're free for about what, what's it like 30 minutes after you're born before they're stamping your feet i mean that's how long you're actually free for that's how long you have your inheritance for from the time you pop out of the womb till the time the feet hit hits that piece of paper okay that's your landmarks your very first landmarks are on a piece of paper they take that. Now you just gave up your entire, or your parents just gave up your entire divine estate. So for those of you that don't understand what the word estate means, it's a, it's it simply means the sum of all property, right? So it's all property put together that one man can possess, own, use, whatever the case may be, has a right in, okay? An estate is the sum of all property. Some people hear estate, they think it's a house on a hill with a fence. No, no, no. That's part of the estate, Okay. That's not the whole estate. So when you're first born, footprints on the paper, we take your soul. Souls are your feet. Got your soul. Now we have that estate. Bam. Now let's move forward. Thank you for depositing that with the state. Thank you. Now we're going to go and we're going to take your name. We're going to take the identity. We're going to take the weight and everything of your body. And we're going to create a graven image. And that's going to be who you, that's the person that you are in our civil law system from this point forward. Okay. But it's not you. It's a whole other entity. That's another estate, right? So now you have a second estate. That's what everything in this world gets attached to. Oh, we better give you an account for that estate, right? So you have some sort of insurance on that. And now once you get that insurance from the government, you're a government franchise, you're a government employee, you have government benefits, and you are, this organization is structured under the government. It's just, a, it's just a business. They created a business for you and they gave you a business number to operate with and insurance. So now you're operate. So you're not in the world as uh, a living being. You're of the world because your person was created by Satan, okay, by man. And then all they have to do is just keep you keep teaching you to write your first middle and last name and answer to your first middle and last name. And all you're doing is admitting that you're that fictional person that they created right after your feet hit that paper and not the living being that came out before the feet hit the paper. Does that make sense? 
Yeah. And so, well, to me, it does because I've gone through, I've gone through <laughs> so much, uh, but for new people, like I said, like it's, it's a journey and there's great channels like yours and, and you'll, you'll wrap your head around it, but it is the truth. Like they've created this fictitious thing. So when you go into court, um, they're not asking if the living person is there. They're not asking as mm -hmm. you as the man or woman, they're talking about that fake birth certificate corporation. It's like, if you create a business, you'd have to, uh, you know, represent that business. It, they're, they're, they're taxing that they're finding that they're getting you to um, basically fit you as a living person to, um, you know, basically pay up for whatever nonsense that they have rather than even giving you your stuff back. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Like saying, Hey, this is your wealth and what you've created. What they should do is give you your estate back, but they don't, they're harvesting all of your work and then deceiving you. So basically by scaring the crap out of you, and uh, keeping you in fear, you don't understand how that system works. And we've just taken it for granted, right? Yep. Like all, all the people we did in the law summit, I, I told someone about that and they're like, yeah, but you know, the lawyers, um, the, the bar association, they swear an oath to the bar association as like, yeah, not one of the people we interviewed were lawyers because they swore they when you have the judge and the lawyer, they're on the same team. Right. And when we've had guests, well, they have so to be. Yep. Yeah. And then when we've seen people talk about the banking and how corrupt that is, right, the, the judges can't do anything, even when they find that the bank is doing something criminal because they're on the same team. Everybody's on the same team, uh, but you, you know, and that's why the people and the masses need to kind of wake up to this, because once the deception is gone and more of us realize what's going on, we are going to take out of that system. So we're going to stop being deceived. It's like in martial arts. If you don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to beat the crap out of you, especially in jujitsu, get to break your arm however I want and choke you out. If you don't know what I'm doing, if you know what I'm doing, you can prevent that. Or if you're good at martial arts, you'll prevent the combat from miles away and that's what you're setting up and that's why it's understanding this fictitious thing that they've created for us so we can start to opt out and then we can protect ourselves by not participating and when we do that that's a solution on mass so we start as individuals you know we teach each other to fish and then as our communities grow we start to participate that and understand that and have that foothold so it's like oh you don't have to participate in that you know you can actually do this like oh no that's all nonsense it's like no here gain some knowledge and understanding so you actually know what is going on you know how they're getting this alleged power because i like what alphonse says and alphonse has a really great channel uh, channel alphonse fagiolo then he says if i could tell you what you can or can't do you'd be my property right and he always talks about um you know mcdonald's he's like it's like mcdonald's down the street they're of course they're trying to tell me what i can and can't do and find me and this is like the municipality or the city of cambridge it's all a fiction so it has to be mm -hmm. a man or a woman and you have to like, that's doing it and you have to agree to it. So I don't know if I'm being clear, but you can kind of speak on that and, you know, try and make yeah, it a little that, bit more clear. Totally. That's why the trusts are so important because, you know, people don't realize that all these governments are nothing more than municipal corporations. And, but they're, but a trust had to create the municipal corporation to begin with. It couldn't just rise out of nothing. So to help beginners that are trying to understand this, uh, understand a little more, you know, all you have to do is realize that your name and your, your, everything that you think is you has a twin. Okay. It has a twin that has no body. It has no mouth. It can't speak. It has no spirit, but it is a legal person. Okay. There's two of you in this world. One is real and one is not. And this, and literally, I mean, I'm not, this is not figurative. This is literal. One is real. One is not. Right. The, the one that's not real is called a juristic person, right? A legal person, juristic entity or a juridic entity. Would you call Why? that a straw man? 
Yeah, that's what people call the straw man. Yeah, I got away from that term. But essentially, yes, that's what they're talking about, because they can't they can't deal with you as a man. So when people go, well, that's crazy, right? Well, just look up, go into any law in your province, state, whatever, and look up the word person in the definition section. Every law has, you know, a title has definition sections. Every chapter has a definition section. Look at what they're talking about. They might say a natural person, right? But they also say a trust, a corporation, an LLC, a partnership. These are all persons. So if you're trying to wrap your head around, what's this guy talking about? How can there be something that's not real that's called a person? You see them every day. McDonald's is a person. Dunkin' Donuts is a person. These are persons in the law. That's all they've done with you is just created a person. You just keep thinking you're the person. Yeah, and, and that's and on the, what oh, the laws apply to. I was going to say one of, the, one of the crazy things that I figured out was the Black's Law Dictionary where you think they're saying something – that means the same thing, but they have their own dictionary. They have their own words. So when you're going into court and you think you know what they're saying, you don't because they'll have a, a different, like what's what Black's Law Dictionary defines a person as monster or something like that? Is that like the fourth edition? Have you seen that one? Somebody I don't, put that out. I was like, that's so nuts. You know what I mean? And yeah. So, I don't know if that's actually a Black's Law or if that's like uh, an encyclopedia. I forget, but um, I have like seven editions of Black's Law. I'd have to go back through and look. But uh, yeah, there is yeah, definitions that, of a person as a monster. Yeah, and that's a, that's the that's a level of deception. When you go in there, you think you're speaking the same language, and that's kind of why the root of it is like a little bit Luciferian and satanic because they're they're deliberately trying to re- deceive you. So it's you're all agreeing, Luciferian. Yeah. yeah, and your name is all caps, right? And that's a sign language, so it's not even real. You know what I mean? It's an all caps name. It's not actually who you are as your name would be written. So, um, do you want to keep keep running? Sorry to keep cutting you off, but I feel like no, there's, it's fine. there's these like such important distinctions where it's like you can't even you can't even believe it. You know, it's like wait, they have a separate dictionary where you think you're speaking regular English and you are not, and so that's how you end up getting deceived into consent, right? And then mm-hmm. they take your stuff because they still are very. Uh, administrative right they have to oh yeah they have to dial their it's a trust yeah right it's a trust so everyone that keeps saying the united states is a corporation united states is a corporation it is not it is a trust that creates corporations the states are corporations but that's because in our country what they did was they demolished the states as actual states uh, uh, separate states and they brought them all under the corporate blanket and they made them uh municipal corporations after the civil war okay so we're a little different here but but at the end of the day the united states is a trust right and every government is a trust like like uh what's that guy's name you said alphonse was saying yeah if you know if you if you're if they can tell you what to do then they must have interest in you as property well that's the truth right that's what they're doing they have interest in your person they don't have interest in you as a living being. They only have interest in your person. And why do they have interest in your person? Simply because you never claimed it and you never set it up right and put that person into a trust, which is a private agreement. And there's people out there that disagree with all that. Oh, you don't need to do all that shit. Trust me, it's some of the most powerful shit on the earth right there is to do that. Um, you, you take that and put that, and that's what we've done. We put it in the trust. And I will tell you, they fully recognize it and and they definitely, um, uh, what do you call it? They respect it, okay, at higher levels. Some of the lower levels don't. So right now I've got a court issue in Kansas, which they pulled me over for, you know, uh, speeding, right? 
So this is the difference for everybody. You might look at it as this guy pulled me over for speeding. I was going to give me a ticket, a traffic infraction. You know, these laws don't apply to me. I'm a man. I look at it as, oh, well, here comes a revenue collector trying to tap the account that that of the business that I'm allegedly running that he thinks I'm running, but he has no idea that he thinks I'm running a business. He thinks he's talking to me as a man, but he's not. That's how I think. So when the guy comes <laughs> to collect his revenue from me, I go, sorry, I can't give you access to that account. That's not my account. That's a federal account. And it doesn't matter that you're asking for identification. What you're asking is to get access to that account, whether you know it or not. And that's what we did in Kansas. And it blew the lid. You know, they had seven officers out there, spike strips under the car, you know, like I was some hardened criminal. Oh, yeah, it was crazy <laughs> for like three hours. And I'm like, I don't know why you guys, I've been nothing but kind to you guys this whole time. I've been argued with you. I just said, I can't give you information, which is my right not to give it to you. So again, it's how you view the world with all of this stuff, because once you see what side you are actually on the living side, everything else becomes dead and it's much easier to navigate because you're the only one with any life. You're the only one with any superiority. The, the tricky part is translating that into their realm because they're going to immediately dismiss you as a nut job, right? Getting back to the law dictionary, that's why the language is so important because it's just like any other language. You're not going to go to, to Japan and speak American, right? You're going to look at a Japanese dictionary and try to figure out the language, legal language, medical language, financial language, all separate languages. That's why you need a dictionary to understand what those words mean. So over the years, what's been shown to me is communication, communication, communication. How do you communicate with the dead system? And nine out of 9.9 .9 out of 10 people have no clue how to do that. The legal system only hears ones and zeros. It only, it, you can only speak to it in a specific way. It's not alive. So we, and, and especially I've got my best friend's a 24-year attorney, okay? Uh, well, we like to call him a lawyer. And when he and I get together on this stuff, and he's also a Bible master. So when he and I get together on this stuff, it's like, I mean, we just blow things apart because he knows how the legal system hears, right? I never knew that part because I didn't go to law school. So he actually taught me how to speak to the legal system. This is how the legal system hears you. And this is how you, how you get them to turn the lever from off to on. People come all the time. They go, oh, I'm just getting railroaded by this legal system, this court, this, that. Well, it's not that. It's that they don't know what the hell you're saying because they're only trained in listening to a specific cadence and rhythm of how things are written to them. So you could do affidavits and all. That's all good, right? But people do that stuff and then they come, oh, I'm getting railroaded. Well, you're not getting railroaded. You just gave them a piece of evidence, but you didn't tell them why that piece of evidence, why they can't move forward on you, right? So this is the hard part because everybody's like, well, would we have to become lawyers, you know, and we're saying at the house of Marcus, well, you do have to be educated, but we're providing ways that people don't have to become lawyers, right? Because there are methods out there where you can like fight the court system, but who wants to keep fighting the court system? I don't want to fight the court system and actually fighting puts you back in their jurisdiction. People go, they don't have jurisdiction over me. I'm fighting them. Well, if you read war law, and the laws of war and war powers, we're under war right now. We've never been out of war. We've never been out of emergency and we've never been out of war. The first emergency that we've been under, not the first, but one of that we're still under is banking emergency, right? Ever since 1930, when the global uh, crash hit, right? They're still under that emergency. They've never canceled that emergency. And under war and emergency, we're all enemies, all of us. 
So the more we fight them, the more we prove that we're enemies and they can use the war powers against us, which means we don't have to follow any constitution. This is war. You are warring on us. Now we have the authority to throw that constitution aside and hammer you. This is why at the House of Marcus, we don't preach fighting and going into court and all that. We preach setting yourself apart from your organization, right? Properly creating the proper record, having that record evidenced by having the court certify it or a court. Now you've got a claim. Now you're separate from the entity. Now we're just doing business. Oh, you want to, you want to find me for a mandate? Here's my documents. Let's talk about business. Do we have a contract? I don't see where your laws apply to me as a man. Here's where I'm not. Here's where I'm a man. Here's your person. Let's talk business. And you'd be surprised at how much easier it is to get this stuff done when you already have all that set up. Right. But when you're going in there and you're trying to express, I'm a man, they're like, uh, yeah, we see that. And <laughs> then what's your answer? If they agreed with you, if you went in and you said, I'm a man, this doesn't apply to me. And they went, well, yeah, we see you're a man. What's your point? Now you're crazy. Oh, now we're going to, oh, well, you better have a psych eval because apparently you think you need to tell us you're a man when we see you in front of us talking to us. So uh, let's get you a psych eval. And then what do you think they're going to do with their psych eval? That's all going to be skewed in their favor. And they're going to, yeah, yeah, you're a little loopy. Let's put you on some drugs. And you just created a pitfall for yourself because you have no evidence that you're a man. You're just saying it. It's a presumption of law. There's no evidence there. You're not putting it into the court in a way that they can see it. And that's how this whole game is played is this constant presumption and language. And so what we do is we go, no, no, no. If you set yourself up right first and you have evidence, it's expressed and they can't rebut that, right? This is where affidavits come over. People go, oh, you fill out an affidavit. That's why affidavits are important because it's a piece of evidence. So anyway, point being is, yes, this whole thing is being done for mostly, well, yes, control, but also financial reasons, right? As we can all see, the entire earth functions on your life energy. These one percenters at the top cannot live without you. But what they've decided is, well, we just don't need all of you. Here's how many we need to continue providing for us. We'll just wipe the rest of you out, right? But they can't wipe the rest of you out unless you agree to it. People, I didn't agree to that. Yeah, well, let's go back to birth. Let's talk about that. I mean, you left property with them and they're going to collect on that property and you keep stepping up as like, as like someone that you think you own that property, but you don't own it because you've got no evidence showing that you own it. So what we've learned is it's simply because we haven't stepped up, done our due diligence, claimed the property, claimed the ownership, notified the government, told them hands off. That's how they're doing everything because we did not take the responsibility to correct the record. The record stands as, oh, we've got a certificate here called a birth certificate. Looks like it might be your name. You might be the owner, but we don't have any proof that you're the owner. So what they call that in, in unclaimed property law is an apparent owner. Oh, you're the apparent owner. And an apparent owner only has certain rights and privileges, different from an owner. But you could also be a holder and not an apparent owner who also has different rights and privileges. So they play this whole presumption game. We need to stand up and start saying, this is who we are. Here's my record. Change your records. And if you don't, you've traversed. Now you've got trespass, injury, tort claim, all this stuff against me because you're saying your corporate municipal laws apply to me as a man. And they don't. Here's my record. Here's your record. Somebody's records are wrong. And that's where we see a lot of power happening, man. Like That's why I don't go to court and fight. Half, half the court cases I've helped with, 
never even went to court. Just the only time they went to court was they went and they were like, okay, we're going to dismiss this because they couldn't, there's no way around it. And everything we did was in the private. We didn't even put paper into the court. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to go in there and fight them. But we have always done everything in the background and never submitted anything into a court case. And when we would show up into court, the prosecutor would bumble some words and the, you know, the judge would bumble some stuff, ask my guy some questions or me or whoever it was. And we'd answer their questions properly. And the prosecutor would say, well, we no longer prosecute. We, we don't have anything else to add. So we're, we're not going to prosecute. And the case would be dismissed called no way prosecute where we no longer prosecute and they get rid of the case, you know, and people go, oh, did you win? No, we didn't win anything. We just shut it down. There's no winning. We're not fighting. We're not in there fighting. One of the first things we do is accept all the charges from them. Yeah, you're saying I did this, that, and the other. I accept that. Why? Because then there's no controversy. I'm not disagreeing with you. I will not disagree with you one bit. I accept the charges on behalf of the person. And now I'm going to give you something to discharge that with. Here's the, you gave me the charges. I'm going to discharge it. Now that you have that, if you proceed against me, you're breaking the law because I gave you everything you need to settle this with clean hands and good faith. And clearly you're not settling it because what I know that most people don't realize is the whole court procedure is a commercial process. It is a loan process. It's no different than you sitting down at the bank, applying for a loan and the, and the bank going, well, by the way, we'd like to give you these charges. Are you going to pay that? And you're going, no, I'm not going to pay that. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean you're not going to pay it? We just provided you all this stuff. You know, your, your public schools, your roads, and you're, and you're not going to pay the charges on that? No, I'm not going to pay that. I'm not guilty. That's what you're saying. I'm not guilty. I'm in no scent. How do you wish to plead? I'm not, and that's why I go, I'm not pleading anybody. I don't plead anything. I'm, I accept your charges. Not a problem. Where do you need me to sign on that? Where's, where's the charges? I'll sign on that. All they're getting you to do is sign a bill. That's it. They want you to sign a bill. Okay, but instead of teaching you how to discharge that bill, they want to take it out of your butt and put you in jail, and they want to take it out of your wallet and rack up the public debt by you using Federal Reserve notes and or credit from your bank account to pay that. Whereas if you just simply issued your exemption certificate, which is your birth certificate, you could discharge the entire thing and the charges are it's over. There is no more charges. You just wipe them out. Okay. And this is what we've done over and over and over again to prove that theory. And that theory is correct. So while everybody's out there thinking that these things apply to them, none of it applies to you, right? We go back to that simple statement that we first started off with. It applies to your business, your person. We're just charging your business. We're just mandating that your business does this. And you keep coming in saying, yes, I'm the business. So I better fight you on this. I don't want to take your mandate for the business. Instead of saying, I'm not the business and I got no dog in this fight. I don't want nothing to do with you. I'm not the business. I'm the man. And that's the whole thing, man. And it's so, I know it's so much for people to hear and their brains are on fire and it's like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so much information. <laughs> but when you, when you, that's why knowledge is so important because when you amass the language and you can, you can start to see the structure, oh, that's how they're doing this. And if you really, really want to understand the structure, just study corporate law, just see how corporations function. Right? When you form a corporation, you have stock. When you have stock, you have stock certificates. 
stock is what you sell as goods or what you have to, you know, to, to negotiate out there in the world, what you offer as a corporation. It's no different with humans. Okay. They, you give the goods, this, this stock over to them. They create a certificate. Now they're holding the legal person's stock, just like a corporation. And you have a share certificate for that. That's your creditor status. That's your superior. I'm the owner. I'm the shareholder. I own this. And man, I'll tell you, it blows the doors off of these guys. The attorneys are the attorneys don't know it. A lot of the judges know certain pieces of it. But if you if you can't speak it legally, that's where people get stuck. And that's what we're trying to help people understand. It's not that hard. You just got to put some time in. Got to put some time in. No one's going to do it for you. Yeah, man. Holy crap. Well, you shared so much there. So I want to kind of cover a few things. One was like the idea of the birth certificate. One of the things that Cal Washington, well, actually, that's a separate note. Um, the birth certificate was supposed to be like claimed at like 18. We reclaim that. And then, you know, we administer that trust and we, we kind of grow up, but they that's kind correct. of hold it. So they administer it for us. As like you said, Pope or like Papa or our dad, like in Canada, will say like, um, you know, are you a child of the province, right? Because you haven't grown up to administer your own account. Um, right. When you were talking about um, the claim. And so it's just like, I, you're going in and say, hey, you know, I'm claiming this. This is mine. I'm going to administer this account. So now as an adult, when they come after you, you've already set it up. Now I haven't done this, but it does make sense from, from, from what I understand and from what you're saying, that it would be a totally different scenario because now they're dealing with an adult who has made that claim and then they're going to have to rebut that claim. They're going to have to come up with proof to say, hey, you know, you're not that person, you know, this doesn't belong to you, but everyone else is a child. So it's so easy to just run the mill and get all the harvesting and all the resources from everybody else who's still in that um, process. And Can uh, I make a, a point real yeah. quick? Yeah. You're absolutely correct. It just everybody needs to know that the one who makes the claim has the burden of proof. The one who denies does not. So what I'm getting at is I'm not, yes, I'm making a claim on it, but I'm also saying, I deny this. I deny that. I deny this. I deny that. So that way, if they go, oh, that's not true. Okay. Well, now you got to prove it. And they'll yeah. never be able to prove it because they would expose the entire thing. You see what I mean? So anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought that. that up because I was I was going to move into what Cal Washington was talking about, and uh, you know he's deep deep in the Bible and the Book of Enoch and things like that. And his interpretation was that this entire planet was um, letting God adjudicate Satan's claim that he is the creator, right? And so this whole right, so the claim is totally. so so important. And so I feel like overall, like if this is heady for you like even after hosting the law summit um i still haven't figured it all out but i know more than i did and i feel like this is paramount and uh like don't pass go don't collect 200 adult information everybody must start chipping away at this idea because once we learn how to fish we disseminate this deception we're gonna then teach our children this because what they're doing on purpose is is creating an educational system a framework a media a government system that's all fictitious and predatory to give our soul to give our life force to basically make us into slaves when we are free men and women so this is important because we have to know like in the bible it says know your enemy then the art of war it says know your enemy so like as the adults of, of those of you guys hearing this even if it's a little bit heady over time you're going to get a, a you're going to figure things out and you have great guides like, you know, you and, and other people out there where you're going to accelerate your learning 
but it's it's such an important thing because we're going to pass it down to the kids because if we don't it's increased slavery right now look totally masking our kids put two like eight hours a day right what's that going to do to them psychologically emotionally are we building them up in our education system and and in hypnosis and i guess war two would be the same thing um all war is deception right and all war is confusion so if you don't like right now with what they're teaching kids this is a controversial statement to make they're only men and women that's controversial to say now. That's how crazy things are. So if you're yep. born a man or a woman by looking at what parts you have and you don't even know if you're a man or a woman, how are you going to know if that you're a divine being that was created, you know, created by, if you believe that. And I believe that. I think, you know, when I, I remember, you know, like uh, going through some of the law stuff, going through the Bible, going through a few things. And, and, you know, it's kind of like a re coming back to the Bible. Cause I was like a recovering Christian and Christianity was good, but I didn't like, like some of the stuff, you know, some of the other religions, it, I didn't like the war side. And there's some things that didn't resonate, but the book is important. The teachings are important. It's just like martial arts. You can have a great teacher and teach you ways and have Mr. Miyagi, or you can have the other teacher, or whatever is just like, go, you know, use it for harm. So your own discernment is important to, to know that the creator is within you. And these are guides and frameworks and listen, but roll it up into your own heart. But I think it was like a, an understanding for myself was like, okay, um, I was created by a creator. That's what gave me a soul. So I'm a powerful being, you know what I mean? And it started to remove a little bit of the fear and, and help me become more of, of who I am, a, a deeper connection with everything. And also the gift of life that I was uh, given. And with that understanding and knowing this law stuff, removing fear is so paramount. And in the Bible, it talks about removing fear 365 times, I believe. And, uh, you know, with everything we see in the world, it is compounded fear. You know, and then, totally. you know, I think there's a book called the fear is the mind killer, or that's a, that's a statement or whatever, but this is so paramount for us to, even if we're a little bit afraid of, let's say what's going on in the world to um, increase our knowledge and our faith and our understanding, because it's so ridiculous that people would be afraid of food shortage, uh, which I am. And I've seen some stuff in Canada come up with, uh, I think there's a bit of food shortage starting to come in now because they're messing with the supply chain. Um, I'm worried about it because I don't know how to hunt. I don't know how to grow food. I don't, I don't know how to do basic stuff that humans have done forever. So that knowledge, right? And that faith and that understanding would, would remove the fear. Oh, this is no problem. I can go chop down a thing. I can make a wood cabin. I can go hunt what I need. I, I have this exactly. knowledge that's so important about who and what I am. So we need to have that spiritual understanding. And all that's been created is this um, fiction and then we're sitting on the couch watching sports and eating potato chips, which is fine for a little bit, but we missed the whole picture. So then it was able to blanket over us. It's like we're sitting on the couch and then the VR came in and put on our eyes. And then we forgot to take it off because it became enticing and that scared us into staying. So we need to take it off. And that's where the accountability piece comes in for what I believe in, in doing this pursuit is learning it and taking that responsibility because you're going to free yourself then you could free your neighbor and then you could free your children. And I feel like this is what this great awakening process is coming to. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that little ramble. Oh man, totally. I, the fear thing is so important. Like you have to be fearless and that doesn't mean that you don't ever, that you're never afraid. Of course, you're going to be afraid. You're going to be scared to death. Fearlessness means it doesn't matter if I'm scared to death. I'm going to continue to go forward. And whatever happens on the other side of this event was meant to happen. And I'm going to walk through whatever that is. And, and you'd be surprised at the most, I mean, incredibly scary things 
when you have that, what happens on the other side is just, you're like, whoa, how did that even turn out like that? Because you have an expectation that just because you're afraid on the other side, you're going to get hurt. Maybe you're not going to get hurt, right? Maybe you're running and you know there's a cliff coming up and you're like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to jump. And you jump. But right before you get to the edge of that cliff, you see that, oh, shit, it's only five feet below me. There's another ledge. I just couldn't see it from this perspective. That's what's really going on with you spiritually. And when you don't have that faith and you get to that ledge, there isn't one below you. Because you've already created the fact that I'm going to experience this, you know, really negative impact on the other side. When I started going into court as counsel for people without a license, I mean, when I first made that decision, that was the scariest thing ever. I didn't sleep all night. I, I knew I had this thing coming up the next day. I had, you know, 20 people showing up at the courthouse with me to see what we were going to do. I had, you know, so not only did I have the pressure of the fact that I could be arrested and all this stuff, but I also had my peers there, you know, seeing what I was going to do. I mean, it was scared. I was scared to death, but I was like, there's no turning back. There's no turning back. There's no canceling. There's no running. There's no, whatever's going to happen. God, if you want this to happen, it's going to happen. And I've done that throughout this journey over these 13 years, so many times. And that's how I kept getting my confirmations, confirmations of spiritual support, as well as physical support, because physical support will manifest right in front of you if you're in alignment with your purpose and you're doing this because it has a higher purpose, right? So if you're doing so, like, you don't have to get arrested and all that shit. You don't have to do that. You'd be surprised at how that doesn't even happen in a situation when, you, when you're saying, oh, I'm just going to be fierce. I'm cool with everything. I've never been ignorant with a cop. I've never fought back. I've never tried to educate them and tell them what my rights are. Blah, 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 blah. None of that. I don't need to, this guy doesn't know he's not a, he's not a legislator. He's not a lawyer. He's a guy on the side of the road enforcing traffic tickets. Like he doesn't, you know, you're going to be much better off when you're in resonance and not fearful, you know, and just whatever happens, happens. And you also mentioned some stuff I wanted to touch on um, about children. And so I wanted to, it, it brought up an experience for me that I think it's important to share. So my son went long before any of this stuff back in 2012, um, maybe it was 2015, somewhere in there, uh, was in school and they wanted to diagnose him with ADD and, or ADHD. So they called me in for a meeting and they wanted to diagnose him with ADHD. And they said, look, we, you know, we can't give him this, he, he's failing this or that or whatever, but we can't give him that extra learning support unless we diagnose him. Basically when they diagnose these kids, they get funding, right? Then they can give him support. So it's always, of course, you know, for his better welfare, but it was all about the funding. So I picked apart there. I went into their policy. I read everything. I saw how they get funding for this particular thing. And all right. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go into this meeting with all these teachers and experts sitting around telling me about my son. And they go, yeah, well, you know, we love, I mean, but your son is great. We think he's brilliant. He just needs some help and we can't give him this help without giving him the ADAs. Okay, great. I said, Hey uh, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. I said, I'm going to bring that to the trustees because my son's estate is in a trust and I can't make any decisions without the trustees. And they all went close the books. Okay, sir. Have it. Thank you for coming today. You know, you have a great day. Uh, uh, please let us know what your trustees say. Okay, great. I never even called them back. Two days later, they called me and they went, uh, uh, by the way, we're going to give you uh, your son all the educational support he needs, everything he needs. Don't worry about it. Okay. With no diagnosis, but nope, nope. We'll give him everything he needs. Everything's good. Okay, great. 
because I foreclosed them from being able to access anything to him because his person was in a trust and they couldn't do anything with it. And whoever they went to knew that, right? As soon as I mentioned the word trust, they all went, they, you could tell they didn't know what it was, but they knew something and they knew that they couldn't proceed because that estate was in a trust. And that's the power of having this knowledge that it's all commercial and they're just operating us like goods and chattel, which is personal property is chattel. All right. So that's, that's all they're doing here. And if we can wrap our head around that concept and understand what trust is, it's the most powerful law on earth. Trust law is the most powerful law on earth. Why? Because you have to trust someone, right? God entrusted you with his, his, uh, with stewardship over his property, his, her, whatever it's, you know, it's not a him or a her, by the way, I don't believe in a guy in the clouds with the white beard as God. Um, but regardless, you've been entrusted with this creation. It's the highest law on earth, you know? So be fearless, you know, yes, you're going to be afraid, but how long are you going to let that fear, you know, dictate your life? Right. I mean, dude, I learned that back, man, before I knew any of this stuff, you know, I had to, I had to put my trust in people when I was doing this rock climbing course. And like, you know, we had to jump off this thing that was 50 feet in the air on a rope that went down to the floor from the, the middle of the building down to the floor and then back up to the basketball rim. And they're like, no, just jump off this. We do this all the time. It's a drill. When you jump off, it'll catch you and you'll slide along the floor and you'll go right up. And I was like, all right. I, you guys do this all the time. Yeah. All right. I'll be first. And I remember thinking like, dude, this is insane. And everybody, all the students are like, Oh my God, I'm like, oh, I'll do it. And I just said, obviously if you do this all the time, you know, it's I have no fear. I'm just going to do it. And I was scared to death, but right now it was like, Oh, okay. And that was one of my first um, experiences with looking back and going, damn, I just totally did that. Even though I was scared to death and I was okay. It's that same scenario with everything. It's just a belief. Yeah, yeah. And that's so important because when you take those leaps, like, you know, being fearless, one of the things that I equate it to is just having, you know, let's say you're 1,000 um, energetic points of fear. Well, you just need to 1,000.1 of courage just to do it anyway. And that's where faith gets developed and you see the divinity. That's why I know there's something, a creator, a force, the Tao, there's something because I've gone all in so many times. And, and that's where magic happens, where I see things and I'm like, holy crap, you know, like that's incredible. It just, it just kind of solved itself. It's almost like a test because in that inner world, that inner voice, is it right or wrong? And that's why this is a, to me, a spiritual place, you know, we are, you know, in, I was thinking about this the other day is like reflecting. It's like, what is, what is true? You know, like all the deceptions and I like to contemplate everything. Like, what is true? And I was like, well, I was created by a creator. So I mean, like, and I, I 100% believe that that's true. <laughs> so a creator created me. I was like, that's, that's neat. You know, I just got to think that's neat. So it would love me the same way that I love my child. And this is in the Bible as well, right? That we're, we're protected, but having that, you know, well, where is a creator? Well, it's everywhere, but it's also through my life, I, I've seen it as like the voice inside me. Do I honor that? And that's one of the different things between myself and, and people who I'd say like maybe aren't uh, creating the life that they truly want. Um, it doesn't make it easy when you do that, but it's like that relationship with, with that inner voice. That's where I feel like God is connecting with you and like, you know, in showing those impulses and those um, ideas are like, this is what you should do. This feels right. I know this is good. I know that this is the path. Can you, can you take that step? 
Right. And mm-hmm. when we have courage to take those steps where we're like being called and you can kind of see it and you can kind of feel it and you can kind of sense it, it's just having the courage to kind of take that step, you know, and I feel like that's a really important thing. And then you're kind of it walking is. the path with the creator because it's constantly um, communicating with you in your heart and in your soul. And so you need to learn how to listen to that and then have the courage It's like, you know, all the times it's like, you can't just go with logic because logic just wants to keep you safe. Right. So it's your heart. And so I was like, you, you know, you got to do this. It's like, yeah, but it's not safe. There's no guarantee. Well, what, what if all this stuff and all this fear comes so you don't do it, but in your heart and in your soul and in your intuition and your energy, it's like, you should go do this, but fear kills it. Right. And that's where I feel like when you're able to do that, um, you're, you're really walking the spiritual path and then you get to see the incredible creation, you know, it's just like God's there, but it's always behind this, like a black wall where you can't see you, you're never going to see the result. You got to go. Yeah. It's like the trust fall, right? It's just like this thing is like jump. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Noah's Ark or where, um, uh, uh, what I'm talking about, like Indiana Jones, where he like has to take this leap of faith and then he steps and then there all of a sudden this walkway comes, you know? And as you do That's that exactly in your it. life, um, you experience, and then you grow your, your spiritual, uh, sense, you know, cause mm-hmm. you're like, Whoa, I've seen this force do stuff that makes no logical sense and get supported. So I just wanted to kind of add that. Yeah, that's it, man. That is the actual thing that happens every time, you know, every time from my experience, like I've been down to pennies before and I'm like, Oh, I mean, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like what, you know, and that, that doesn't mean like, don't do anything. You have to put forth energy. Sure. And it, and now also another caveat doesn't mean you just go, Oh, uh, everything's going to be good. I mean, you got to use discernment, not, not, there are times when your fear is a real mechanism to protect you, you know, but when we're talking about going up some sort of a, th- up against some sort of a thought, authority, you know, we can easily say that that authority is illusionary, you know, Um, and it is as long as look, the bottom line is the only crime on earth is when you have the intention to actually harm someone and you do it or their property, right? Malicious. That's, that's crime. Anything else is not a crime. You didn't break any law. The law says, don't go over there and beat somebody to death. I mean, because you hate them. Like, that's the law. You know, the law doesn't say, oh, don't drive down the road too fast, you know, or, oh, you're intoxicated. Don't drive. No, the law says, oh, you're intoxicated and you killed someone. You should have known better. OK, that's different. Right. But if yeah. I drove down the road and I'm intoxicated and I'm not advocating that, but case in point, I didn't hurt anybody and I made it home. That, that doesn't mean it's right or, or smart. But what it means is I didn't cause anybody any crime or cause anybody any injury. You know, that's crime. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm glad you brought up those distinctions, right? Because I think it's important. One of you know, it's like if you're if you're walking this path and you're 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 learning how to be, I don't know, understand the law, it you I wouldn't drive 150 kilometers through a school zone because that's i'm an honorable good person wouldn't do that it's dangerous right you know kids are there so it's not like you go do this reckless stuff it's just keeping the parasites at bay because as you talked about before we are creators they are parasiting off of all of the stuff that we are creating the wealth the abundance the energy the system that they're kind of re-steering 
that energy into their, you know, matrix system. So it's kind of like pulling that energy back out. Um, you know, I could talk to you all day, you know, and I'm sure you're busy. I know but, there's um, so much more. Of course, <laughs> we, we haven't even like scratched the surface. So go through the loss. I'm going to go through, go through, uh, you know, Robert's website. It's amazing. But I want to ask you one more thing before we close and I'll let you kind of get on with your day. Um, how do you feel about, you know, where things are going? A lot of people are afraid. Like one of the things that I've thought of, of like, if I look at, um, you know, one of the things I've heard in the law, some of they say, you know, they can't do anything without consent, right? You got to consent somehow. You take the jab, you consent. But then I see, that, you know, studying, um, you know, the Bolshevik revolution and Cambodia massacre and things like that. I'm like, well, they get to the point where they just like take my life. Like, could it get that bad? And that's kind of like the, the underlying fear I have. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, most of the people that I, I talk to in the law, some I mean, they're pretty optimistic about the way things are going. So how do you see what's going on this, this knowledge, um, you know, that you've amassed, like, are you worried that they'd be like, well, you're going to have to go in this camp because you haven't tested and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? I think that's a great question to come right out of what we were just saying, because those who are in fear will experience nothing but hell, right? Mm. And those who are not in fear will experience an amazing evolution. And we go this way, we go up, right? The people experiencing fear, they're going to do, they're going to, they're going to create a revolution, which means they're going to revolve, right? They're going to revolve around an axis point and, and they're going to think that they're getting somewhere, but they're in fear. So they're really not. They're just creating hell for themselves by fighting and all that shit and worrying about, oh my God, they're going to, the rest of us are going, no, 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 we're going to, we are going to inhabit our divine being, whatever that takes, right? We're going to give them notice of that. We're going to stand and we're going to be good. And we don't have that fear. That world is going to take off. And what's going to happen is it's going to, it's starting small. It already has started small. Hell, 13 years ago, I was like, oh my God, there's nobody involved in this. Now it's like, there's thousands of millions of people involved. So for those of you that are just waking up, you're light years from where I had to start. Bless you. you know? <laughs> I mean, you guys are well, you've lucky, got guys- man. Yeah. And you've got, got, like you just said there, that's massive there. Most people have been doing the law stuff. There was nobody interested. Nobody no interested. You know, when we did the law summit, we had no idea how many people would come. I think it was like four or 5,000 people that went through. And then the law groups and people asking me stuff. And then the communities where people are learning something, they're testing it out. And even if it's like, I just thought about this, I got a ticket the other day, right? And I'm going to fight it and test some of the stuff. I know worst case scenario, I pay the ticket, right? But if every single person fought the ticket they need actual people to show up so go to the prosecutor then go to the judge right they have how much time they just bung up the system bring people with you yeah bring (laughs) witnesses with you bring witnesses with you three or more two or more right and say i've got witnesses right here that no crime has been committed right i've got witnesses i just brought a jury people you have no idea how powerful that is you go into a courtroom and you go you know what i need 10 12 13 14 of my best friends to show up Will you support me? And they show up. You know how scared that judge is going to be? Because you know what the judge does? He's got his list of work for the day and he runs all the cattle through the mill. And he's like, yeah, we got a courtroom full because we've got 30 people that I need to run through the mill here. But when he sees 45 people in there and he knows he's only got 30 cases, he starts getting scared because now he's got the public looking at him. Right. Mm. Powerful stuff, man. You're right. I mean, you know, you can. And that's what we started doing early on. man. we were bringing 15, 20 people into a courtroom and the judge would say, oh, prosecutor, how, how many cases do we have? Like, well, we got two cases left, sir. And he's like, oh, the courtroom's full. We only have two cases. Why is all these people in here? And then when I would stand up, I'd say, I'm opening court. My court's in your court. I've got my living witnesses. You have no witnesses. Your court's administrative. Mine's real. 
what are we doing here? <laughs> Two courts talking to each other, you know? So yeah, man, I agree with you. Like do that. I mean, you know, people need to really do that stuff. We're going into a whole new world, man. And the thing is, is there's no blueprint for that that's ever been written because the blueprints that have been written are for the old world structure. In other words, you're not going to be going to college and have your kids set up some great career. That's gone. That'll never happen again. That's over. It's still there in reality, but it's going to crumble. Those of us that understand where we're going, we're building new systems that are outside of the government because we can, because we're private. They don't have any interest in our private property. They have none. They've got no authority over our private property. So when we form these private groups to build our own private schools, and we don't need a facility to build a school. Hell, we could do it online. Even if we did have a facility, it's private. It doesn't, sorry, you're not part of it. And what the government will do, they'll knock on your door. They'll go, we have uh, uh, someone saying you're running a school here uh, uh, under statute. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, first off, please define school. Where's your witness, right? Who are you talking to? What Do you have interest in anything that we're doing? Where's your, your property interest to come in here and tell us? Where, where does the public law have interest in my private property? Please cite that law for me. Actually, I'll give you 10 days to do that. I'll give you three days, 10 days, four days, whatever. You just take your time. You just find that law for me and then we'll negotiate. They can't. There's no law anywhere that says they have a right to your private property. They only have a right to your public property. So stop giving them public property. The only way that they take public, that they assume that they have the authority over you is because you keep admitting to their presumption that they have public authority over your private property, right? So, yeah, and we're, yeah, man. Yeah, we're, there's so much stuff. Yeah, they condition you to put it into the public. And so, you know, I'll just kind of close by, by what I was saying at the beginning. Like, you know, whether you're new at the law stuff or if you're getting deeper into it, just start chipping away at it because it's so paramount for where we're going. It's like the most useful knowledge last year, what I wanted to figure out, you know, how can I be useful? And just so many people were very, like their quote unquote rights were being taken away. But as I understand from the loss of we were giving them away, but we need to understand this stuff because this is the deception. This is like the root of what the enemy uses against us to take all our stuff. And the, the more of us that take that accountability and responsibility. And I thought it was going to be terrible, you know, reading acts and statues and the most boring stuff. It's liberating you're like understanding the structure of the system and that's what we're going to be able to pass on to other people empower ourselves but it's a very spiritual endeavor and you you increase your connection with the creator because you start to realize that god the creator gave dominion to you that you are a spiritual divine being that no one has authority over you you know what i mean like only you and the creator it's like they talk about the fear of god like fear the creator fear you know the choices you make in this life that would be harmful as a like a judge whether it's even if it's like yourself being like hey look at like when they talk about past life they, they you see all the harm you caused like remember when you're a kid you know you do something harmful and you feel icky you know what i mean and so somehow our minds can get distorted and we could do these icky things. And there are people and there are parasites on this planet that think like that. And that's what some of the people new to this awakening stuff, I've talked to them. They can't think like, why would people 
do that on purpose as like they have a totally different operating system they have a different god it's basically lucifer satan they believe they can take everything from anyone else by removing compassion like they're here and you want to be aware of that but once you're protected from it you don't have to worry so much you know you can live in your world and i will be in mine and then they're going to have the time for everybody else who's consenting to that right they're like oh no we're not going to mess with that one that one is like in its yep. own world so um I'll let you go where, and I'd love to talk to you all day. Maybe I'll get you back again, but <laughs> I highly recommend people check out your website. Um, start engaging there and uh, um, yeah, where should they go to find you? But I also want to ask words of uh, words of hope. Why, why, if someone is like, they don't know shit about the law, they are losing their job. You know what I mean? They're just getting work. Cause I've seen that happen a lot and, and really just challenging situations, school board, all kinds of crazy shit is happening. So if they're, if they don't have the knowledge yet, um, mm -hmm. and they kind of are very uncertain, what kind of words of like hope can you give them? Well, first off, always pray, right? Whatever you're praying, is. praying is not something you regurgitate like a Hail Mary. That's all garbage. That's, uh, seances and spells. Okay. Pray, right? I ask for guidance. I ask you to protect me. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing this for your creation. You know, please support me. That's first, man, because you would be surprised how much that gets you through. In terms of learning this stuff, uh, you brought up some really good points. Don't get overwhelmed. Just absorb right now. For me, going through this journey, trust me, that was a phase. And that phase took a year or two. I'm not saying it's going to take you a year or two because you guys have guys like myself and other people to really boil it down for you. So you're already going to be on the fast track. But don't beat yourself up if you can't understand it. Keep absorbing it. I've had people come back to me after six, nine months and go, dude, I was so lost. And, and you're right. After absorbing so much and just, it all started to make, now I can see it. Now it's starting to make sense. It takes time. Be easy on yourself. Just absorb the data. Keep absorbing the data and asking for guidance. And eventually your guidance is going to connect with the data and go, you were given the data. You've taken it in. Here's how it's connected. And you will start to see this. So if I had to encourage everyone, that's what I would do. Just keep taking it in. Don't beat yourself up. You don't have to be a law guru overnight. Nobody does. Just keep taking it in. And shut the damn TV off if you're into that. <laughs> you know, put down the social media. Stop listening to all the crazy shit that they are doing so that you can figure out how am I going to navigate this? I don't give a shit how many doctors are out there talking about we're going to take them to court and we're going to do this today and we're going to do screw that. That that's not you. You have to protect yourself and your family. Okay, so just do that. And if you're interested in what we do, you can go to the House of Marcus, M-A-R-K-U-S. We're forming a community. It's a private membership. There's a membership agreement. There's a user agreement, which gives you limited access to our site. But then there's a membership agreement with a monthly donation. People become members. They come into the community. The community is building. And, uh, you know, we just keep growing and growing. And, and you know, it's... The community, we're nonprofit. We don't do this to make money. There's plenty of law sites on the website that'll charge you a fee to get you out of trouble or have you do paperwork. We don't do that. We ask for a donation to keep building the community, to keep building out so we can pay people to help build this structure. Um, so that's what we do there. And we, you know, we welcome everybody to come in and take a look and see what we're doing. Amazing, man. Well, I appreciate you so much. And one note on the community side, like if you are new, 
the fact that so many people are going into this, they're going to help you, you know what I mean? With each stage of the process. So you're not alone. And uh, I totally agree. You know, I have that with that last comment of like posting the negative. I, I go on this battle, like I, I'm very solutions based, but I also feel like we need to know the enemy so we can kind of avoid it. So that's where like the law summit was al almost the yin and yang to last year of like, this is the nonsense that they're going to do. And most of it has happened. Right. And then this is like a solution. So we want to focus most of our time, energy and attention on empowering ourselves but you want to be aware like if, okay that's it that's something that's happening how do i be aware of that then i focus all like a storm is coming great i'm just spent six months making my house storm proof right you don't just stare at the damn storm all day right. <laughs> stare at it enough that you know what's coming and then you can prepare for it so uh your work is amazing yeah you know i appreciate you and, and every time we chat so um you know i consider you a friend and you're incredibly knowledgeable so just appreciate the work that you do and highly uh, encourage people to check out your site and to engage in this because i think that when you do you grow spiritually because you you're, you're you, you break away from illusions where your kind of soul and your mind is being um, distracted. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Whether you, you know whether you're following a false guru or you're consenting to something because you're afraid, right? You just you get more empowered, you know. And like my mask exemption, it's not even exemption. Is you know God breathed life into man. If anybody ever asked me, that's what I say. You know what I mean, I'm not going to dishonor that. What are you going to say to that? Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like, it's just so baller, you know, I was like, Oh man, like that, but it's true. You know what I mean? It's like true. Like totally. that, that's, that's what I'm following. I don't care what nonsense you're doing. Go ahead with that. Right. And I'll be peaceful and honorable and that's totally fine. And there's going to be no conflict. Um, but that's, that's how I operate and you're welcome to do whatever you'd like. So it's uh, helped me tremendously and people like you blazing the trail is good because it's freaking confusing. <laughs> yeah. And it's helping, you know, I always was saying to myself, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? You know, cause I don't need to do it for me. I got to do it for everybody else because people need the shortcut, right? They're going to need to know what the truth is. And that's the, always been the passion that I've had is to just, go through this stuff and take the hard knocks. So not everybody has to do that, you know, so we can prove that this is the way that it actually works. And now you don't have to take those hard knocks because it's already been proven. Let's move forward. You know? So yeah, that's where 100%. we're at. Yeah. And like you said there, sorry, one last thing is like the truth. It's so like, it's a pursuit of truth. It is a uh, expansion of truth. What is true mm -hmm. in a reality, in our past and what we can do in our future. And so that requires, when we remove that deception, we can expand, we expand our being, we expand our possibilities um, and we expand the solutions. And I totally agree where this, this, people are getting really um, challenged in, in these hard times, we're going to have a response, right? And now mm -hmm. is the time, if you've gone through that and you've experienced some hardship, it's like, okay, respond time. And, you know, the soul, they're going against a soul, spirit, and God. It's the stupidest thing you could ever do. So if you align with that in your heart and your soul and your prayers, you're going to be guided. And if it's hard, maybe a year or two, you'll know why you'll be able to, you know, have those answers. And there'll be a reason why, like, I'm sure, you know, jail wasn't comfortable and some of the stuff that you've done is not comfortable, but it's helpful now. Right. So you, yeah. you know, you've grown that knowledge in, uh, in the real world. So thanks again, man. We'll, we'll get you back. And, uh, that's it. You're welcome, brother. <laughs> Love you. And I can't wait to come back. <laughs> okay, Awesome brother. Have a great day. Appreciate it. You too, man. I'll talk okay. to you soon. Okay. See you buddy. Peace. See y'all. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Robert Michael. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it far and wide. Consider becoming a member at mattbelair.com. Leave a review on iTunes if you can. And spread the word because censorship is totally nuts. Uh, Find me on Telegram, t.me forward slash mattbelair. And for those of you guys interested in coaching and programs, check out the Soul Compass course, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis, one-on-one coaching, or even weekly group coaching with me where we really learn and dive deep into all of these tools of architecting our reality, developing our mindsets, overcoming limiting beliefs and challenges so that we can become the best version of ourselves. And so if that sounds interesting to you, go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and check out the programs there. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time and your attention. Uh, It means a lot to me. So I'm wishing you all the best and let's come to a state of peace and coherence before we close out the show wherever you are in the world to stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy contentment wholeness coherence faith and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day so thank you so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode